You've now entered the lap of luxury. Prepare your soul for a lavish journey into enlightenment. Hey guys, we're uh, we're back with drag. What's up? What's up? Thanks for the invite again, fellas. It's good to be back. Missed you guys. Yeah, man, you get your. Uh, I, I was about to say you're on the front lines, but I guess now that means uh, you're in like a hospital, like taking care of coronavirus cases or something like that. But yeah, the heroes, the heroes, man, yeah. they're uh, they're doing it. I have an interesting perspective on that too. Uh, I just I feel bad. I feel like we use the hero too freely nowadays, and I'm not saying that the frontline workers <laughs> are not heroes. I just think this is personal belief that we compare this this virus to a war because it's easier for the human mind to accept that those frontline workers might die. You know, like it's just easier pill to swallow instead of being and admitting the truth of, hey man, uh, we don't have PPE for you guys and you still need to go to work. So, okay, thanks, bye. <laughs> That's uh, yeah. my two yeah. cents on that topic. I guess I never thought about it that way. And also, like, they're working extended hours. And, you know, no offense to them. They're, they're doing good work. But, like, it's also just, like, them having a busy day, right? But, like, they're also dealing with shit that they wouldn't normally deal with, I suppose. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Did you guys read that Duffel blog article about, you know, the Thunderbirds and Blue Angels flying over hospitals to let the frontline workers know who the real heroes are. <laughs> Dude, I it's missed a great... first. That's funny. Yeah. Oh man. You have to, you guys have to read it. It's hilarious. It's talking about like a doctor worked off a 12 hour night shift sleeping during the day. He's like, yeah, exactly what I wanted to hear when I'm trying to get some sleep is the sound of freedom. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a good article, but anyhow, yeah, that was my, my 0.02 cents on that topic of Corona. Nice, man. Um, Luxury, I think you can, uh, you can jump into yours. Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> well, what, what have you guys talked about already? So I, I kind of missed it. Uh, sorry. I was... I th- sorry. I thought you were on the line. My, my mistake. Um, we were just talking about uh, the nurses and stuff on the front lines. Oh, the front uh, lines. Uh, yeah. Dealing with the, uh, coronavirus. Okay, well then I have something for some more frontline workers. Uh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Probably, probably the true frontline workers in this epidemic uh, that are getting no credit, uh, much like the other ones um, that kind of fall by the wayside. So, have you guys heard of fans only? Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I I didn't stumble upon it in the I guess like the direct way, but I like I saw somebody like indirectly dealing with it, like on Twitter or something, and it was such an odd thing. Yeah. How long is yeah, this it's been where, going on? Uh, I, I think it gained a lot of popularity due to coronavirus and people losing out on their jobs. I've just been seeing a lot of weird stuff on the dating apps of, hey, go to my fans only site selling feet pics, and you're just like, whoa. Uh, <laughs> Where where is this coming from? I guess you know <laughs> times are tough. Times are tough, fellas. You know yeah, I we gotta really are. gotta um, make that cash somehow. Somehow, some way, gotta make it about this hood someday. Uh, 
But so uh, I'm going to go, I'm not going to go to their website, but I'm going to look up their mission statement whenever so I can just give do them due diligence. But the idea is, or I said fans only, only fans is what it is, not fans only. Um, maybe I need to go to their, their Wikipedia. I just looked it up and it didn't really have anything. Uh, it just had, it went straight to login slash uh, register. Uh, yeah, they always seem innocent at first, don't they? <laughs> Yeah, but so the idea of this fans or only fans is you have a basically a subscription service to individuals, um, I guess, personal pictures. So how I stumbled on this, like I follow a couple of like pretty, um, pretty women on Instagram, um, actually a couple who are, I would use the word gorgeous, which doesn't come out of my mouth, so to speak, uh, very lightly. Nice, nice. Um, like straight up just as close to a 10 as you can ever get. Um, obviously tons of work, but whatever, that's neither here nor there. And I start seeing like these, um, you know, like, Oh, here's my only fans link. And one of our, uh, podcast, uh, fellow podcast members who's been on the show mentioned like, Hey, uh, like this is what it's all about. And I was like, okay, um, that makes sense. And you essentially, you kind of see like they on Instagram, they'll have racy photos or whatever. But if you go some of these uh, women and men, actually, uh, I found that one out today. <laughs> uh, also have men also have OnlyFans accounts where they show a little bit more. But anyways, um, you can pay a premium subscription. Like so the one that I looked at or I didn't look at, but I, I saw her page or whatever. Because uh, I'm mean, i just curious about this. And it was like for hers, it was like a. $11 a month subscription. And I, I would assume that she would show more like, so you can see like, um, like just basically new photography, um, and whatever her photographer decides to put out there. So I just think it's, it's interesting. Like, is it kind of outrageous that we have this subscription based porn now? Yeah. Well, dude, you know, what's outrageous for me is the fact that there's free stuff out there. Yeah. Like why, why are these dudes paying for honestly mediocre material versus professional grade stuff that these companies have put out that are, you know, on very famous websites now that have certain jingles when you go to them? Uh, not that I would know. But like that, that content, is, yeah, that content is free. So I don't know what this trend is of paying a Netflix subscription fee to one particular individual. Like, do you get to talk to them one-on-one? -on -one? Do they make private content for you? I, I don't I think so. Maybe it's more of the human interaction piece I don't know. that so they're I, really striving for. I don't know. I, th I have a theory on it, but real quick, I will read off what it says on Wikipedia. So OnlyFans is a subscription content service based in London and UK content creators can earn money from users who subscribe to their content i.e the fans it's popular in the adult entertainment industry and also hosts content creators from other genres such as physical fitness experts and creators who regularly post online blah 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 and it uh the creators receive funding directly from their fans on a monthly basis as well as tips and the pay-per-view feature so there you go pay-per-view feature so you can't get your direct interaction 
But what I think is, um, I think what's kind of drawing it is the voyeurism, I guess, if you will. So you kind of, you see somebody, you know, that's a real, per- like, when you look, if you think about porn stars, you're like, oh, everybody has seen this porn star. Like, whether they, like, I mean, essentially it's apples to apples comparison, um, just depends on the production quality. But you have somebody who looks like they're a fairly normal person, you know, um, and then you can actually see, like, th- like you get this. Um, oh, you know, I can see their racy Instagram photos or I can see them actually go in on like some craziness. And that's kind of that interaction. Like, oh, this is a real person. It's kind of a amateur or there's an amateurism, I guess, that goes along. The girl, with the girl next door vibe. Yeah, will, exactly. That's that's exactly it. Um, and it kind of gives you like, like, oh, yeah, like man, because they know what they're doing. They're putting out photos and like, dude. Because I think we've all been there where you see somebody who's so beautiful. You're just like, like and, and what they're wearing, you're like, oh, man, there's they're not leaving much to the imagination. But my I can't imagine what else is there, you know. So you got to you got to finish off the uh, I guess the image uh, sometimes. So mm-hmm. I think it's the just, imagination can only take so far. Yeah. Right. Exactly. And it's just. I don't know. I think the, the other thing that blows my mind about this is when you think about the technological advancements we've made in our lives and this is how we decide to use it, you know, I don't know if it's a mad sign, like if this is a mad genius who's created this or this is just kind of um, the downfall of humanity. I don't know. Or what it says to us about as human beings, right? Because I remember for a high school project, I did research on, you remember when it was Blu-ray disc versus, I I, did, I, could, I don't even know what the other discs were, but I remember there was yes. two different versions of yes. high quality oh. video. What was it? Was it, it was like Blu-ray yeah. and- Or H- like HD, what? Yeah, it? it was like HD something. I don't even know. I know PlayStation was Blu-ray and I know Xbox was doing the HD thing, but HD upon, DVD, that's what it was. HD DVD, there you go. Upon my research, I found mm. out that the reason that Blu-ray won was because the porn industry picked Blu-ray. And really? that's pretty much why it went down. And now, you know, it porn drives the like these inventions <laughs> in a weird, weird way. Like, yeah. I, I really do think you're going to start seeing some virtual reality stuff, and I think the people who are going to be on the forefront is the porn companies, man. Like, that's going to drive that technological advancement because that's a need that they see that they can fulfill for people. Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. So, do you guys know about Patreon? Yeah. No, what yeah. is that? So, Patreon's like kind of the uh, civil version of this where you basically like like it's a musician or something and you pay them you know monthly or whatever else and then you just get exclusive content to their music or whatever like you know footage or you know if they're an actor maybe it's like movies or something like that um so this is just the uh i guess inappropriate version of it and i looked it up it's uh it started in 2016 but i guess it's catching on now because I saw something about Beyonce like name dropping it or something like that. I don't know if you guys know more more about that, but I yeah, yeah, this shit's crazy, man. And a little bit of a tangent, but whatever happened to virtual reality? I feel like it was like kind of going that way. Dude, uh, 
I mean, I not think necessarily. It's, man, I think it. I think it's still completely like a thing. Are you talking about in porn or are you talking about just in general life? Um, I was talking more so in life, but even like it feels like it like it was going and like things were happening, and then like video games or whatever else, like the Oculus or whatever. And then it just kind of stopped. Like nobody, everybody kind of gave up. I think it's still going on, man. Um, I think in all industries. Actually, I was just listening to a podcast, which um, a lot of again, a lot of content creators, whether it's podcasts or YouTubers, there a lot of them are using Patreon because um, number one, it's a it's a way to sidestep uh, YouTube's. Um, I guess YouTube's. Uh, restrictions like there's certain content that YouTube doesn't want to let you put out. Um, mm-hmm. So if you're, you can put the releases on Patreon and like they'll pay you basically and say, I'm not making any money from YouTube, but I'm making it from uh, Patreon and my Patreon subscribers. I'm going to give you this specific content. Um, so yeah, that's a one way to do it. But um, as far as the virtual reality, going back to my point, is I think it's still a thing. Like I was just talking about, it's, it's VR and AR, so virtual reality versus augmented reality. Um, I think we're all kind of familiar with the augmented reality when you think about uh, Pokemon Go. Um, kind of like it's an actual picture, but you have to uh, basically you have an overlay on whatever your screen. So they're actually testing, and like I guess they're in talks with the Air Force. I think it's called Red Six, this company. Um, they are essentially making it so you can have not VR, but augmented reality glasses in the jet. So you can like dog fight an imaginary um, nemesis, like actually, like you're actually flying the jet. So like once you get like within visual range for these guys, um, like you can actually see this aircraft, whatever it is, it's going to start maneuvering on you and you're maneuvering your jet in relation to the bandit and, it's, there's no there's there's no actual aircraft out there, but you're still fighting it, and it's kind of like an uh, almost like a ghost you're fighting with, and you can see it on these glasses. So that's what makes it kind of augmented reality. It's augmented because you're actually flying the jet, but you can actually see you can see this virtual or digital display of whether it's a tanker or it's a enemy fighter or whatever. Um, so I think it's still there. I think that in I want to say like virtual reality, like we, I know I did it at squadron officer school. Like we had kind of a little bit of virtual reality, like uh, situation stuff. And I don't know, they, like, I think it's still out there. It's just not getting the, uh, it's just not, I don't think the, the effects uh, or like the drastic effects of it are kind of worn off. I guess it's still in the background, just kind of going. Yeah, I know. At, here at pilot training, it's super big. Uh, we have a lot of the Oculus Rifts that we'll go up there and put 3D cameras in the cockpit and we'll fly around Shepard and just do maneuvers in the pattern or, you know, in formation to sh- and videotape how these things are supposed to look. And then we'll upload them onto these Oculus Rifts that the students can take home and constantly play in real time what it looks like in the jet to fly the T-38 pattern here at Shepard. So they yeah. see all the points, they hear what the comm sounds like, 
they get the sense of the speed that things happen very quickly and they can just rewind it and play and just keep watching it until they understand. And Dude, that's badass, man. Yeah, it, it's awesome. Uh, I know. Cheerfly, holy hell. Yeah, going through two ship tactical for me, I remember I watched the Oculus Rift myself and I just kept watching how to do a tactical turning rejoin number two. And I was like, oh, okay, I got the picture. And then I went out there and, you know, it, it worked as advertised. I, I did it. And I was like, oh, I could credit this to watching the Oculus Rift and watching it happen in real time so I can see the sight pictures of what the jet is supposed to look like at specific times as I do this maneuver. So it's awesome. And there's a lot of good stuff that can happen. Uh, I'm a big proponent of the Oculus Rift here at Pilot Training. We do have the the jet trainers that, you know, have kind of, imagine like Microsoft Flight Simulator, but on steroids. So uh-huh. they're multi hundreds, probably tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousand dollars pieces of equipment that the students can, you know, put on the goggles and have the throttle and the stick and fly the jet. The problem that I run into when I try to teach off of that is that it doesn't feel like the jet. So I think it's actually negative training. I think the Oculus Rift of you sitting there and seeing how it properly looks and sounds is way better training than the negative transfer. I think of them messing with this fake jet that doesn't, you know, feel like the jet. You don't get the sense of the pressures on, you know, the stick or the sound of the air over the jet. So there's a lot of cool things that they're doing with it. And it's making strides here at uh, the pie train base, but it's still in its infancy, I would argue. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> to kind of con- or to quickly revisit the, uh, I guess, the OnlyFans thing with this, uh, talking about <laughs> virtual reality. <laughs> uh, I th- like. I want to say, like, so kind of, kind of meld these two. Like, they're they do have virtual reality porn. Um, I'm not like, I, I promise you, I have not done my research on this, but I've, I'm like almost guaranteed they they have this where you strap on one of those Oculus Rifts and you could probably strap on some kind of apparatus to your, uh, your, your junk, I guess. <laughs> and whatever the person's like, it's programmed. You can kind of look around, see whatever you see, you know? Um, I, I can almost guarantee you there's something like that, but um, it, it, it's really just, uh, I guess, kind of diabolical. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah. It's, it's really cool. It, it, the, the things where virtuality can take you is pretty wild. Um, and just like anything, it's, it's inevitably going to involve or devolve into the baser uh, human desires, I guess. But, uh, oh my, and my last thing about fans only, I think I could, I, after I, so I was looking around like, okay, let me see what this is all about. As far as trying to figure out what these people are doing, they definitely have male fans only. I was like, uh, then I started thinking, I was like, dude, I think I could set up a a male fans only for myself. Like, I don't know how much you make off of that, but I feel like I could do that. So I, I just saw some people are like they're just asking for like forty dollars for six months. That seems like low amount, but I mean I'm sh- obviously if you get enough people, then 
you know, that adds up quickly, you know? Yeah, it's like a little bit more than, like, it's like six six $6.30 a month. You spend that, on like, you spend less than that, or sorry, you spend more than that on, you know, a coffee or you know, Dunkin' Donuts or something, right? I guess yeah. that's not, that's really not that big of a deal just to go, you know, have a wank to what these, like, <laughs> to, 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 you know, to, to you see know somebody who's like a, the girl next door. Yeah. You know, it's going to be interesting though, is in the future when these people start applying for jobs in the professional world, if, if this comes up, you know, like, well, I think well, that's kind of. I think that's where they uh, they like. I, I think this is why it's taken off because to see these videos and pictures, like you have to subscribe. So the fa- like somebody's like, oh, I saw your video. Oh, so you subscribe to my shit, huh? And they're like, oh, well, I, uh, okay. You know? <laughs> yeah. Because so, oh, yeah. what are you, are you gonna like hold it against somebody that they're like, oh, I'm an Instagram model, you know? Oh, okay. Well, I like on Instagram, you're not showing any tits or anything like that, so. Um, but then like to see the actual, the realness, the unadulterated, uncut raw, you got to pay for it. So, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a catch 22, you know, and will society, because this is <laughs> being such a popular thing now, especially during the quarantine of the Kung flu 2020, <laughs> is this going to be the new normal where, oh yeah, you know. Mom did porn back in the day, kids. No worries. You know? <laughs> yeah, they don't think of Who it. Who knows? It's like, well, it's just like uh, dating apps. Like people now, within I'd say the next three years, probably um, all the or probably actually honestly, in about uh, we'll say about ten years, um, it's going to be fairly common for people to say, "Hey, you know, like mommy and daddy met each other on Tinder, you know, or whatever Bumble." Hinge, whatever they decide to come up with next, you know? So I was talking to uh, actually some girls uh, that are very attractive. And I, I, it was more just as a weird litmus test. And I was like, hey, listen, in all reality, nowadays, if some guy just cold walks up to you in a bar of some sort, is that creepy? And and the answer was universally yes. Like that's not how things are done anymore. They're wow. like, no, I, I meet my guys uh, online on you know a dating app. So if a guy comes up to me cold in like a bar or club, it's definitely a whoa, this isn't the normal type of feeling. And wow. I asked them, like, okay, you know, does it depend on what the dude looks like? And like, no, honestly, if he was even super attractive and he still did that, I would still be apprehensive at first because it's just not the normal of everybody meets their significant other, their, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend off dating apps nowadays. And it's just wild. It's so crazy. So interesting. That's wild, man. Go ahead. I find that hard to believe. I mean, I'm not saying you're lying, but like, I wonder how many people... How many people were there? Was this that said this? I asked like three people. It, so it wasn't yeah. like you know a and big what their ages statistical too, anomaly. So they aged from twenty one to twenty seven. Okay. So I try to get a good spread and like figure it out. Definitely the younger ones. It seemed they're like, oh yeah, my friends. We all meet our guys online. So like the younger generation, the younger girls, it's definitely more prevalent. 
girls our age, it's still hit or miss, you know? I mean, how did you meet your lady? Where would you meet her? I met her at a bar. Oh, okay. See, so you're the old school type, so it still worked <laughs> out. So that, yeah. that that's great, you know? But I don't know about you guys. I feel a majority of my friends now, if I had to think about it, met their lady on Tinder, the, the Tinder marriage, the Tinderella, if you will. Yeah, so, but, and then, well, sorry, there's a little bit of a tangent, but, man, Tinder's dead in terms of what it was originally designed for, too, right? You know what I mean? Oh, uh, the hookup app, if you will? Yeah. Yeah, now it is essentially, it is established as a hookup app. Like, there's hierarchies, I guess. Um, is that kind of what you're saying? Well, I'm saying, like, it should be the hookup app, but, like, is anybody still, I mean, like, I think everybody, it's kind of you know, falling into the dating app now, you know? See, I thought, so when I, okay, okay, so when I was a senior in college, I remember Tinder just came out. So this was like 2010, 2011, and Tinder just come out, and it was actually like, I thought it was more of a dating app, and then now it's kind of become a hookup app versus Bumble, which is more a, um, it's dating, but I think it's quickly devolving into a, higher quality hookup app and then hinge is um becoming more of a i think the quality i guess and and all honestly like i've been so i've been watching a um a couple of videos just from like relationship therapists and all that stuff just curious it's really fascinating actually and to hear the differences between european and american society is really odd and um i think that the rest of the world is kind of like it's kind of look moving towards the kind of hookup uh or it's, it's not as big of a deal just like ah hook up okay cool move on next nah, it wasn't really worth it uh, i don't think I, I see myself with you anymore versus here in america um it's a little bit like even that still is going on it's expected that that is not the primary uh function of dating and these apps you know Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of I crazy think... too like um just how like the newest it's like you you would think that there's no more market for this right but i mean you know obviously relationships are endless and like that's like you know such a big part of life you know what i mean um but sorry go ahead Drek. oh i was just saying i think the apps though are ruining dating because I feel that you get this sense of the next best thing is only a swipe away. Yeah. Yeah. So instead, you know, instead of trying to find a good person that you vibe with, maybe they're not your, you know, hundred percent solution, if you will, but they have a lot of the things that you value and you mash up and on similar values there. But let's say it's only, 70 or 80 percent i think thanks to the dating apps i think the idea is now oh well i only match with them 70 percent really of the things that i care about i'm sure that the next person is going to be my 100 percent. so you just get to this like recycle mentality of let's not even try and let's just continuously propagate the swipe culture and it's and it's weird. 
you know it, it's it's almost it's become crazy. like a uh, a game kind of like people go to casinos and they just play slots all the time but, yeah and like an addiction like a yeah, an you, addiction you get a like well think about it, like that's what it, it really happens when you go play a slot i'm going to make the comparison here in a second but what what attracts you is you put a coin in you pull like you have a physical action of pulling a handle you hear lights noise pop up things flash and nothing happens you put another coin in lights flash pull all this stuff and then you find like the one time you hit bang lights flash noise is happening coins start popping out crazy well think about as as tinder or whatever you got this app it's kind of bright colored you're swiping left like action's happening you're the the if you're going to compare it to um the one-armed bandit there you pull down you swipe left you swipe right you get your interaction and then all of a sudden bing you get a match and it's like oh and it gives you some encouraging words, and then you can comment, whatever, blah, 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 blah. It's really – it's made to attract us, draw us in. It's almost like – whether it's gambling or it's just a game that's – it really we treat it like a game instead of actually um, having a uh, meaningful, react, uh, meaningful interaction with somebody else. And it's designed that way, unfortunately, I think. Oh, yeah. Then probably, you know, the – just the psychology – and the damage it probably does to a lot of these people, you know, the, ah, the like culture of yes, another like, another like, Oh, I didn't get a lot of likes today. There's must be something wrong with me type of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. that you have with these Instagram influencers and the younger generations now. Oh God. Yeah. I, I don't even know why I use the word influencer. I shouldn't no, we, have even used that. <laughs> I think what we a, had this discussion. Like, the, the last time uh, we were all, like, us three were on the podcast, I think we had this discussion of influencers, too. Yeah. Uh, because I can't stand them. I can't stand <laughs> influencers. Oh. Uh, well, now, now they're, now they can't do anything, dude. They're, they're lost in the sauce. They can't travel. You got the corona. What are they yeah. going to do? They can't, who are they? Well, they, now they, they can influence everybody they want because everybody's stuck to their phone. So they're just, every, the, the, the easily influenced are being influenced to death. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. Like, but they, they definitely, like, if, if they're influencers and the fact that they're running around, like, at the gym and, and ba- inf- it's influencers and ambassadors, those two, like, it's a deadly combination. Uh, uh, ambassadors, uh, brand ambassadors. Yeah. Yeah. They're that's running nuts. One of my coworkers is an ambassador, and uh, we always give him shit about it, but he gets a yeah. ton of Lulu stuff, and it's quite nice. Anyways. Yeah. Nuts. What were you about to say? Oh, I was going to say, speaking of, you know, idiotic things, I feel like Corona has just shown an ugly face of society and the amount of people <laughs> that just don't believe in science is astounding (laughs) astounding to me man the i need you to open this country up so i can go get my haircut and that's all i care about that's what i need right now i think it's the people they disregard science when it's convenient to them you know oh Um, yeah and and that's not that's not a problem unique to this. Like there's been tons of times. Like oh, think about this. Yeah. Like if I compare this, I don't know. I think Port we've uh, had this discussion multiple times where you, let's say um, this this happens to me. So I, I get a, a a car part or a part of my car breaks. Um, let's say um, you know like one of my shocks goes out. I'm like well okay one of my shocks goes out. I need to replace this with 
um, a new shock. So I started looking up reviews. I find and I got two two options, you know, shock A and shock B. And shock A looks cooler and it's the right pl- right price, but shock B is getting better reviews. So I'm like sw- I'm looking through, looking through, looking through reviews just to find all I need is one thing to say, hey, shock A is better. And like it could it could have a 75% rating versus uh, shock B having like a 99 and I'm like well, this person said Shock A was the greatest thing in their life, so I'm just going to go ahead and pick it. I'm going to completely disregard the other negative comments said about it or the other um, proven facts that Shock B is um, better just because I want. I really wanted to hear my answer be correct. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's looking just for like that validation regardless of if it's true or not, you know. Which yeah. is like also like a political thing too, right? Yeah, like if you're just like in the trenches, you're just like you just you just you're just looking for that one thing to validate you, you know, regardless of if it's accurate or not. Right. It's insane. We <laughs> I, 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 and it, and we do this to ourselves. Like again, I'm not saying one side is right or the other, but we this is we're all guilty of this as of humans. Why do we do this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we are the most irrational creatures of all. Time. Why? Why do we like? Okay, this? I think it's it's really tough, but it's like it's maybe it's easier to say like we always talk about, you know, you know, we you know think about the average person and how dumb they are, and then you know, fifty percent <laughs> are lower than that, right? So it's like <laughs> it's like the bottom, you know, it's like people like we learn. To be open-minded and like, you know, maybe we're not right and so we should get all the facts regardless of what we want to believe, you know? But I think some people haven't gotten that breakthrough yet, you know? Yeah. Where they have to, you know, they just go with one thing and they just keep moving forward, you know? We kind of talked about this with uh, just on the last podcast. He's talking about like the uh, – we're not saying people are stupid, but just just saying that people are just not always smart if that (laughs) makes (laughs) sense. Yeah, it's like uh, they're operating a base or they're just operating at a different level. Like if they didn't have the resources to tell them that the sky is blue because of the, you know, the wavelengths that uh, the sun sunlight passes through our atmosphere. And somebody just told them it's because the sky is made of cotton candy. And that's all they ever heard. And of course, <laughs> they're going to believe it's cotton. It's made of cotton candy. Yeah. Well, yeah. What can you do? You can't like you can't do these people. Do, these people vote, dog. <laughs> that's, like, that's next level that's next that's, level to me oh my god i, think, I can't I think even if believe you it. i think if you <laughs> vote we're kind of going down a rabbit here, hole here but i think if you vote you'd have to you have to take a quiz like <laughs> answering questions about like what you know where candidates sit on certain issues and if you get it wrong you can't vote you know what i mean oh man that's a, it's a, that's such a slippery slope, but it's an <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like a slippery to, slope. Like it's a slippery back. slope because I'm pretty sure they did this during the Jim Crow era, man, and it didn't work out well, right? Like it, that was pretty messed up. Yeah, like they were fucking over here making you count. Like, guess how many fucking jelly beans are in this jar? Oh, right. you're clearly not. You're clear. You're clearly mentally inferior, so you will not get this vote. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time. The other guys are like, "What? What color is the sky? Blue. Okay, you can vote." <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, is cotton candy a color? Uh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. Do it, do it, man. Yeah. No, 
Oh, it's nuts. And then all these protests, man, a lot of the uh, Russian trolls and Chinese trolls, apparently, they called it astroturf. You ever heard of that term? Astroturfing? So no. instead of a grassroots movement, which I think we're all, all of us are familiar uh, with here on uh. this podcast, they call it astroturfing, which is where the internet trolls of Russia and China come up with these fake American groups, Facebook groups, and protest demonstrations, and you pretty much use copy and paste material of saying, hey, let's meet here. They're in violation of our rights by making us stay home because of coronavirus. It's very interesting, the amount of, yeah, protests that have been going on in America have been pretty much centralized to this astroturfing movement of hey, this text is literally verbatim the same, you know? Yeah, those guys are so, so ingenious, how they're fucking us up. How do they do this? Yeah, how do they... <laughs> just, why why like, was I'm not it vulnerable to it? I guess it's because of all social media, like, you know, kind of... Yeah. I don't know. And, and I, I want to say the rest, like, the rest of the world is vulnerable to this as, all, at all, yeah, as well, but I think there's something that's unique, like, uh, there's something unique about um, America, and I'd say it's maybe, like, our American exceptionalism that makes us vulnerable to things like that. Um, the, for all the reasons why we are a free country and why we're so good at remaining free are some of the reasons that make it very easy for us to get trolled like that, you know? Um, yeah. Uh, I, I won't get too political, but because we can talk offline about this. <laughs> but yeah. like, there, there's a, like, we love to, like, claim how to, or not claim, where we, we love to talk about how tough, like, you know, the American spirit is, but you can just say one thing and then we turn into the biggest snowflakes, you know, and like to, to use that term, uh, there's a lot like somebody. So again, I'm not advocating or, um, in any way condoning this, but, um, you could have people like, we could be talking like, Oh yeah, we'll, ne- we'll never, we'll never do this. Fuck. We'll never, uh, turn like, uh, turn into this type of these type of people or we'll, we would never like we were we're much more civilized than this um we will ne- we would never just call somebody out of their name or actually but then somebody somebody burns a piece of fabric that happens to have the color red white and blue on it and fucking all hell breaks loose people are ready to fucking call people out all kinds of call their mothers all kinds of bitches and um you know ready to go fight people for no reason just because they it was a piece of cloth you know um so yeah we i think we get triggered like the way what what helps us get triggered so easily is also kind of what helped us kind of uh, back in the old 1776 help us overcome um the british empire you know i think that's still part of us today but uh that might have been just a complete diatribe (laughs) no no i hear you're saying What was uh, I know you had an interesting topic, and I know we're kind of running a little bit long on this one, but I think it's good commentary. But um, what were you had something earlier we kind of talked about before the podcast? Uh, for me, yeah, did you or was it along the same thing? I can't, not that vein specifically, but like something that you wanted to bring up. Um, no, I think just uh, like I always, I don't know, I, I've like. Coronavirus has made me realize, like, um, 
people would always talk about like anxiety attacks and that type of stuff. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I've noticed that I like I never really knew what they were, but I look back and I realize like there have been times before where I have like been like totally stressed, and I guess that was kind of or maybe not. Maybe that was more of like a panic attack type of thing or like anxiety attack where like I'm really anxious about the future or how something's going to turn out. And I noticed that I I was kind of susceptible to those two, you know, and I don't know. It was just like identifying the fact that, you know, those kind of things happen and then trying to resolve them. But like in the moment, it's so difficult because of how like not I mean, I guess it is true. It's like how hopeless you kind of feel in the moment, you know, Um but I, I think it was just like a kind of a self-reflection of noticing that within myself, you know, like, uh, I don't know if I ever talked about it on the podcast, but back in the, uh, back a few years ago or a couple of years ago when I got a Q2, I remember that like kept me up all night almost kind of thing. And mm-hmm. that was like one of the first times that that's happened where I like stayed up all night or, you know, stayed up like a large portion of the night, just like thinking about stuff and like my thoughts are racing. So yeah. I don't know, just like, I don't know kind of just talking about that kind of mental state and like how to deal with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I've had that happen multiple times. Like, and it's usually around like fail, like somehow failing or feeling that I, what I had failed at something. What did you do to kind of help you or did you, or have you found anything to help that? Cause that's something I'd like to fucking figure out. <laughs> yeah. Meditating for me, honestly, if uh, yeah. I, I've been there and I think it's our personalities, you know, we're very type A individuals that have been pretty successful for a large part of our lives. So when we do fail, it's not like it's never happened before, but it's still kind of foreign and it's different and it's it's an emotional time, if I'm going to can use that word. And I, for me, have found you either using the headspace app or like a calm app that kind of goes through some guided meditation, some breathing techniques that kind of calms me down a little bit. I'm not saying that it completely absolves that anxiety or that fear or whatever emotion associated with it, but it definitely kind of blurs those rough edges, if you will, a little bit. Yeah, I think that's absolutely true. And it's kind of weird because it's like, you're not really doing anything crazy, right? You're just like you're just breathing. Yeah. <laughs> you're, just, you're, just, you're counting your breaths. <laughs> you're just sitting there, like closing your eyes, breathing. But it's like it's it's interesting how that simple thing, you know, you just take it like that. Actually, I had a really good example of that um, maybe a few weeks ago, where I don't know, I was just stressed about like I had a bunch of stuff to do, maybe like schoolwork, um, Air Force work to do. And like different like chores or whatever. And I was just kind of feeling like, oh, man, I want to do all these things. I got to get them done, but it's getting late, all this type of stuff. And then uh, Madison and I just like did a four minute meditation and I just felt like totally calm. You know, really? it was, yeah. yeah, it was like such a direct like correlation. It was so interesting, but it I don't know what it is. It's like maybe you're, you know, kind of like what Drag was saying. And I always think about it like mental clutter, you know, and you just taking a minute to pause or like, you know, a few minutes to pause. And maybe your like mind kind of calms down or something. I don't know what it is, but uh, I, I could imagine doing it with uh, like I think Gandhi was the one that said like, you know, I try to meditate one hour a day, and if I don't have time for that, I try to meditate two hours a day. You know, yeah. uh, <laughs> I can't imagine meditating for an hour. I, I gotta, I should try to test that out and see how like 
different that if is. That, if that works, yeah. I, I feel like you can't, you can't just cold do that. You have to work up to yeah, that. That's a, yeah. <laughs> that's a significant milestone. I, yeah. I feel like we could pull off 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but man, after that, yeah, that's that's pretty difficult to sit there for 30 minutes of just meditating. Yeah, it's it, interesting. If that worked for you guys, man, I need to try that because I, I think so. I I kind of have a different approach to it. Um, like I'll think or like I'll pray a little bit, but like I, sometimes I I do want to meditate. Like I need I probably should because like Lord knows when I like when I, so when things like that happen because actually this brings me up to another question. I'm gonna write it down while I'm thinking of it. Um, but uh, hold on, give me a second. Uh, okay. Um, when like that happens, like I know for me, I just like I just dwell on it. I think, 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 think on it, and then I, I sometimes like I just like, ah oh, man, I should just take a breath and think about it. And I'm like, nah, that's gay. I'm just gonna keep doing this, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and I think I can just like power through it, you know. <laughs> you know, it is it is very cliche, but it's so true that I don't know. I mean. I think girls, uh, you know, meditation in general, I think hasn't been like, you know, like America or wherever else isn't like mainstream, I suppose. It's kind of getting there. It's made a lot of like headway. Um, But I think especially for guys, yeah, I feel the same way sometimes. I'm like, no, I don't need to do this. I just got to push through and I'll get stronger because of it or something stupid. Yeah, yeah. But you like... Classic machismo. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But you like, I realize... Cause I always like, you know, I always fall back on the same bullshit. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm just like sitting on the couch, like reading. And then I think about, you know, the classic, like four years ago, I fucked this up and it's like, what, what's wrong with me? And I go through every, you know, scenario and like Madison's trying to talk to me and I'm like, you know, in la la land, you know, like beating yeah, myself yeah. up or something. It's so stupid, you know? And then I resolve it in my head and then, you know, it's like half a day's gone by and nothing has changed in my life. You know what I mean? So it's just like, I might've, you know, it's better to, you know, push them away, but also meditation, they kind of talk about like just letting the thoughts be there and not like trying to like, you know, destroy them or whatever, just like letting them pass, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, so I, I like to my, work out too. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no, yeah, no, no. Uh, I was going to say like, I, I also usually working out helps. Um, I've noticed. Yes. Um, yes, dude. Like, I, it wasn't what I was going to talk about, like it helps. Um, but like where it happens to me, cause like I, what I started doing recently, maybe it's just, I'm kind of sick in the head, but a lot of people, like when I go to the gym, like I'll, I'll listen to, like, I don't listen to music. Uh, I started stopping listening to music. I guess started stopping, but, um, <laughs> I stopped, <laughs> I stopped listening to music and I just listen to basically like heavy, like basically whoever's else in the gym is like just breathing heavy weights dropping. And like, I'm just kind of zoned out and I get kind of pissed off when other people uh, like start, like I'm in my zone and then people start turning on music uh, on the, our speaker at the gym. But, um, I I've noticed that when I do work out and like, it, it is a good time to like, if I'm like on a long run or like I'm in the middle of like some kind of like Metcon to use a CrossFit term, which I hate. Um, if I'm doing that and I, I can start thinking of negative uh, things and it, it's that has been the best time for me to think about negative things because I can't really do anything about it. Um, it like I still have a task that I'm completing. Um, it sucks. Like my body hurts, but my mind also like thinking about this is like, man, that's really, that really sucks, but I can't do anything about it. So I can either choose to try to dwell on this, stop working out, or I can just keep working out and then, like it's not going to do anything. It's really an odd piece of 
Uh, yeah, use that about. anger to fuel you. That's why yeah. I like to work out too when I'm that stressed and kind of just take my stress out in a productive manner. And then my third technique is like Poor was saying, thinking of uh, something of the past and realizing, you know, we've all had that situation in the past where you thought four years ago that was the most life-changing decision that was going to happen and you just totally screwed it up and then you look back on it and you're like oh that actually really didn't matter you know what i'm saying yeah you just realize in the grand scheme of things that it really wasn't important so that's if that comes yeah if that comes up in my life now i just try to relate it to one of those moments in my life where i was like hey remember when i really thought that this was going to be earth shattering and it wasn't this is probably (laughs) another one of those moments where it, I'll I'll look back at this and just laugh and figure out why I why was I even stressed over that you know yeah Dude, that's great because I so I've never put two and two together like that like it's it's odd because I've given that exact advice out to people and I've never thought that to myself like I thought about it when I'm like again to use the workout analogy like I'll go do a workout and I'm like man this sucks like I just want to quit and like well no I don't have to quit I've already done something that's harder than this before you know even if it was two years ago like oh I did like this exact same thing it was more difficult and it really wasn't bad at bad I finished but actually like you said taking in like oh I I've dealt with a very similar situation I think one of the things that I always relate to is like breakups like oh man I broke up with this person or this person broke up with me and it was really difficult. And like, it's not the first time I've been broken up with or I've broken up with somebody. And like, I at the time, sure. I thought it was the end of the world. And you're like, well, no, I'm just fine now. I think like, 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 what was I thinking about like that for? Like it was the end of the world, you know? Um, I think also um, uh, to kind of go along the same lines as that. um, One thing that helps me is at least i think my religion uh helps me with this like usually when these things happen like i'll sit i'll pray about it and i'm like oh man you know if god wants me to be in this position then i'll like i'll do i'll continue on otherwise he's putting me down this path and i start thinking about what are some of the things that like if i had stayed there because i you know in my uh faith if i had done done that like that's what god wanted for me um but now I look back and I'm like, man, God really saved me from that one. Even though I was like, man, I really don't think I I agree with what you got here for me, guy. But um, <laughs> but like, and then now I look back and I'm like, dude, how did I get saved from that? And then like, oh yeah, we just we we were just talking about that, man. <laughs> yeah, and I I also think like kind of along the same idea is of you like saying, oh, I've gone through something like this before. Is it's really hard, but trying to step back like. We've all been there when, you know, somebody else has a breakup or something and you try to, you know, help them through it. Um, And it's easy for you because you're not in that situation. But then if you are in that situation, think about what you would say to yourself and actually trying to live that way. Right. Like that's a good one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I've had the emotions of it, dude. You know, the emotions. Yeah, that's 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 where you your skin's in the game. Exactly. You got to just take as much emotion from the decision-making process as possible. And that is truly a skill. If you can do that, that's awesome because that's so helpful for you in your life. Because I feel majority of people's decisions are made not based on logic, but more on emotion. I need this car 
now. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, why? You know, yeah. can you afford that? Well, uh, that's not what I'm thinking about. It's just nice, and I want to show people that I can afford X type of car. Well, yeah. dude, that's that's not logic driven. You 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 can't pay for this. You know, yeah. you're gonna go into debt for something that you can't pay. Uh, for what? And again, I think that's just an example of emotional decision that I feel a lot of people are doing, especially with house buying too. That's a big one. Yeah. yeah. I when I worked at Apple, I used to pull that. Well, I heard it. I heard some other guys say it just kind of jokingly, but then I realized he was using it because it's all it's like a, it's a good joke, but he could get people to buy it. And I started using it. It worked like gangbusters every time, and I still get like I still like mess with people and it works, but um um. It, you people would say you're like ah oh, man yeah I want this and like this is the exact argument you're saying uh, I was like ah oh, I don't really want uh, I want it but I don't need it and I'm like need what do you mean like what is this word you speak of need I don't understand <laughs> I don't I don't I don't understand what that means of course you don't need it there's a lot of things you don't need but you want this you know like there's a reason you want it and then uh, a lot of times the the problem with going off of intuition as well is it's um it almost Every time for every time it works, there's five other times that your intuition didn't work. But the one time it works, it make it's kind of it reinforces like, oh, I should stick to my gut, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, that fa- that common fallacy. Yeah, yeah. That's what you're saying. <laughs> so people are like, like, oh yeah, like, ah. and and that's how I like, I look at to this day. I still put my right foot in my shoe first then my left foot, tie my left foot shoe, and then tie my right foot shoe just because I had one good practice when I did, like, playing football, I did that. And, like, there's no reason, like, I know there's no, probably no reason why that's going to happen or, why like, why anything good came out of that, but that was one of the things that happened, and I still, to this day, do that. And you you cannot convince me not to to not put my right shoe on and then my left and then tie my left and then my right uh, oh yeah we have all we all have quirks like that man I, I wear headbands when i fly specific headbands that have flown with me every single sortie i've ever flown since being a pilot yeah so like if i don't do it now it's i'm like i can't do this i need to be yeah. wearing one of my headbands because I have been safe because I've worn this every single time. <laughs> right. And if I don't yeah. do it, something bad's gonna happen. It's yeah. And it's you wild. Can, and and you can do it without it, like you and you probably. Oh yeah. Have, like you, I I know I've been forced to do things like like outside of my rituals, and I've been fine. But then I remember the one time that I messed up, like or like I. I get an unsat on a ride or something, or I'm like, you know what? It's because I didn't wear black socks. I fucking knew it. I knew it. I knew it. I always wear black socks, and I always wear Nike fucking compression shorts when I go into my sim, and I fucking failed because I decided to wear these off-brand ones today. I fucking knew it. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's like <laughs> it's hard to fight against that. But like, yeah. think about all the times that you haven't done that, you know, that exact thing, because you're like, ah, fuck it, I gotta, like, I gotta get out the door right now. Then it just happens, and you don't think about it, and you just do it. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, so I guess, I guess kind of the catalyst or maybe the impetus for this was like recently I've had like, I've tried to go to bed and it's taken me like a couple hours to fall asleep. And it's usually like me thinking about specifically actually like kind of house like improvement things or like things I want to like fix or I'm worried about like is going to cause trouble. Basically just like things to worry about, you know, but it's like, I got to, you know, 
it's not it's not important in that moment, but also, I, I guess on a separate note, the side effect or me not being able to sleep is probably because of, you know, me being at home 24-7, literally. And, uh, you know, I, I get too much sleep or something like that. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But mm-hmm. just the idea of being able to, like, calm your mind down. I don't know if you guys have any tips for that. Maybe meditation would also work here, just, like, going to another room or something like that. And or I mean, some people, like, read or something like that. I don't know. But I don't know you if you of... have a Amazon or, like, a Google Home. Uh, I... I have my amazon echo dot i play ocean noises so like some white noise yeah like waves crashing on a beach and i sleep to it every night so that helps me a little bit so maybe some white noise in the background would do you good that's my two cents there yeah thanks or um maybe i could just take ambient or something like that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) don't do that (laughs) yeah Man, uh, so I have that problem a lot as well. Um, it, depending on, like, my answer to it is, um, my my answer to it really depends on what's going on in my life. So, like, now when I don't really have a time to get up uh, or a necessary, like, I can just take a nap in the middle of the day. Uh, the thing that gives me peace of mind is, like, I'll just, if I can do something about it, I'll just get up and go do it. Or I'll just spend, like, I'll set a time limit, like, I have 10 minutes to do research. Like, let's say you're worried about your water heater and you're trying to feel like, man, I really want to fix this. And you just want to know how you can do it. He's like, uh, well, uh, let me see. I think, uh, well, I'll go, I'll spend my 10 minutes to do this research on it. And then if that kind of helps, it helps. And then you go think about something else. Um, or you can get up and do it. If it's like, like, Oh man, like one thing that happens to me is I'll think about a car part and, so I think, oh, will it fit or is this going to look good? And like, I'll just get up and go do it because just sitting in bed thinking about it, they is kind of proven that it doesn't really like you're not going to fall asleep once you just if you if your mind's on it and you're you can't fall asleep, you got to get up and go do something. Um, and they also say stay away from your phone if possible, which kind of throws out the 10 minutes of research. But go try to do something um, or like what's m- me personally also um again to harp on the religion piece uh, like usually i'll pray and then like i start praying and then i can fucking fall i fall asleep right away <laughs> i don't know what it is nice. like, i'll, get, I'll nice. get like two minutes in and then next thing i know i'm waking up i'm like did i even finish what i was praying for <laughs> i don't uh, know <laughs> you had you know. the longest prayer of all time and also i feel like if i did an hour <laughs> if i did an hour meditation that would be like me falling asleep you know what i mean like yeah. I'll just fall oh, asleep yeah. on the ground or something like that. Um, but yeah, and also I meant to bring it up before, but like with negative thoughts, kind of like what you were saying, luxury, like, and I guess drag too, like just go out and do something or like just do what you were, you know, you were kind of supposed to do or um, go work out. Kind of like what Jordan Peterson said, like just clean your room, you know, like you knocking out tasks makes you feel better, you know. And so that'll probably like essentially distract you, but also give you, I don't know what to say, maybe happiness or something like that to replace it, you know, and then you're just like, you're good, you know? Yeah. Question for you. So, um, cause when you mentioned, uh, when you talked about, uh, er, at least early on in this part of the conversation, um, it being anxiety, cause I have those, like I have that stuff about all kinds of things, um, in life and I, I constantly replay it. And it's usually when I kind of, falling asleep and that's what kind of triggers me to do whatever I'm going to do 
so is that anxiety? Is that what, uh, cause like I've never thought I've been an anxious person or I've suffered from anxiety attacks, but if that's the case, like, I think I do, I, I do have those happen to me every now and then. Yeah, exactly. That's what, that's what I think it is. I mean, uh, it's kind of hard to pinpoint it for every person, you know, but I think it is where like, basically you're like, you just want to do it or you just want to solve it. Like I had an issue with, um, with basically like, uh, I had to call somebody during business hours, you know, but it was after business hours and I was, you know, I was like, shit, I got to get fixed that. I, but I can't, you know what I mean? But I want to, but I can't, but I, you know what I was? Yeah. So it was just, that's like one that, of the worst. Oh man. That it was just that kind of feeling of like, you know, like, Oh, let me, I got to go make dinner, but I don't, I don't, I just want to like kind of solve this problem, but I can't, but either again, like you just fall into that realm and then, um, I don't know. I think the pan, at least for me, I thought the panic attack was kind of like, when kind of like what i said with the q2 situation or something where you get stressed and like reality is almost like fucked up for you you know what i mean where it's just yeah. like you're like so in your head that it's like almost numbing a little bit you know yeah. uh i don't know yeah but. no i've definitely had scenarios like that where it was such a ridiculous moment was going on in terms of like a decision-making process that people were all in agreement with each other of like, yeah, that's a good idea. And I felt I was the only one in the room be like, dude, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. Are you kidding me? Are we, are we, am I crazy? Am I in La La Land here? How are you guys all buying off on this? This is a terrible idea. That's the moments where I have, and I, maybe I've had a handful of them where I just thought to myself, am I, am I insane? How is nobody seeing this, that this is stupid? You know, why are we even doing this? Those are moments for me. Yeah, no, those are, those are rough too. And it's like you, as much as you want to change people's opinion, as we've always talked about, like it's impossible, right? If they're, if they're going to go one way, it's like, even if you give them all the reasons in the world kind of circles back to our like COVID discussion where people don't believe in science, you know, like, is you you can't make them do it, you know, but I guess that's what yeah. police officers are for. <laughs> yeah. uh, speaking of, oh, so one solution, because I ran at this exact same thing, because you, you just brought it up um, when you're like, oh, man, you know, whatever your appliance is broken and you need to get it fixed tomorrow. But you're like, I'm not sure I have enough time. One thing that I've I've started doing like a little while ago, but it actually helps is. Let's say, you know, um, let's say like my computer fucks up and I know like this one program is not running that well and I can't call Apple until, you know, 7 a.m. on Monday and it's Saturday. Well, what I'll do is I'll get online and I'll look up their website and or I'm just using this for an example and I'll send them an email because it makes you feel like you're doing something, but you're not really you're not you're not really doing much of anything and they may not respond to you at all or not for for all you know but if you send it it makes you feel like you're doing something like okay i did it and then i took advantage of that time and if yeah. if i haven't gotten anything then i'll check back on monday when it's eight o'clock because that's something that keeps me up all the time that happened to me um um a little while ago with like ordering a like again ordering a car part <laughs> yeah taking action essentially right yeah 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 that's a good idea uh well i think we're, we're we're running a little long here but i think it was all good conversation unless you guys got anything else 
No, I, mean, I, I got I got more, but uh, yeah, we so go on to the next one or uh, cut this episode or what? Yeah, I think we go to the next one if you got time, drag. Yeah, man, I'm just hanging out with the dog. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll talk to you guys um, really in five minutes, but for you it won't be that. Okay. <laughs> All right, so yeah. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individuals and do not reflect the official policy or position of any agency of the U.S. government.